everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. I'm with Laura and Laura, I'm not going to waste any time. You're going to jump straight into it. What are we doing? What are we talking about? What, what, what's the topic? What is the topic? Um, we're going to talk about how you don't have to be rigid with your training. Um, the reason I want to talk about this, I think a lot of people come to us when in our start in their starting point call and I'd like, oh, like, I don't really want to go to the gym. I'm not interested in that, but I feel like that's how I need to get results. Like, I don't know what to do. Or, yeah, you just hear a lot about how, like, the gym is the only way to get results or to join fitness, join the fitness world. And uh, this is... Um, this is a view that I had and now it's like the opposite and I don't think this way at all. So I was very, very rigid, rigid with my training for a long time and, um, would go to the gym four or five times a week. That was the way that I kept up with my fitness. Um, and then when lockdown hit, so COVID happened, lockdown hit, and suddenly the gym got taken away from me. And I had a right old panic. <laughs> and suddenly all the equipment that I was used to using and the way that I kept kept myself mentally and physically sane um, was removed. And so I had to find an alternative. Um, before I found an alternative, I had, like I said, had a massive panic. And it was like this thing that I relied on in my life to allow me to move got stripped away from me and left me a bit naked and I was like I don't know what to do with myself this is wrong I mean how am I going to survive without a gym um thinking outside the box ended up starting to train like with my body with sandbags um and when I say sandbags I don't mean like just like a random bag of sand I mean like an actual like sport equipment bag that you can throw around and it won't crack and break and sand is everywhere um but I yeah I had to think outside of the box to try and get my training in and it was the best thing that happened to me so although I had so much anxiety around it that um restriction being held on me I didn't I didn't realize how freeing it would be when that got taken away because now I feel so much more confident to be anywhere in the world and not have a gym by me and know that I'm going to be okay still moving my body and I don't have to rely on anything. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I want to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so what type of movements were you doing pre COVID? Like, was it conventional gym things in terms of like squats, deads, bench machines, stuff like that. And then also when did you get into like the flexibility stuff? Okay. So uh, flexibility was like a little bit was that started in lockdown but yeah before lockdown happened so pre 2020 
2020? Yeah, start of 2020, yeah, wasn't it? 2020. I was a gym bunny for many years and I was doing the conventional four or five days a week of like either full body or lower slash upper body splits of, you know, the standard squats, deadlifts, bench press, like powerlifting movements with accessory work. Um, nothing really changed. Like maybe I added in a movement here or there that I'd learn about, but like it was pretty set and I would just not really follow a program, but go with my own intuition on it. But it was partly because that was the only thing I really knew and how I was used to training and weight training. And I love weight training and I still do a lot of those movements still. Um, and then lockdown hit and the first introduction to new style of training was the sandbag training. So my coach at the time said, this is a perfect opportunity for us to do something different. Um, let's get you a sandbag. And I just started with one sandbag. It weighed 40 mm -hmm. kilos. And he said that we're going to do all these new bunch of exercises. And I actually have videos of myself and Doug, my partner, and doing our first workout with a sandbag. And it's so funny. Like, <laughs> I can't believe we thought the bag was so heavy. And like, our just our technique was just all over the shop. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like, this is weird. I don't have a barbell. I don't like this. Um, but then give it a couple of weeks, give it a couple of months. And I got better and better with my technique. Everything started feeling really, really good. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is actually hard, but in a good way. And this is really good fun. I'm also outdoors because I wasn't training in the house. I wasn't training in a gym. I was just outdoor in, outdoors in nature, which added to the fun of it as well, because I don't know if other people have experienced this, but I feel so much better after an outdoor workout than being indoors and having that natural light, that freshness of the world on you just makes you feel so much better. Um, I so, can tell you from all three outdoor workouts that I've done in my life, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it? It's like you have this hesitation to do it. And I still get that too. Like training outdoors, you're like, oh, but I got to get into the elements and it's a bit uncomfortable. But then as soon as you're in it and afterwards, you feel so much better. And now I yeah. feel a bit like when I go into a gym, I feel really stuffy and yucky. Like, I don't know, <laughs> it just doesn't feel fresh when you come out. Um, so, <laughs> what? That's a nice little like punchline, like get into the gym and get healthy and fit and stuff. <laughs> but also you'll probably come out feeling stuffy. <laughs> Lucky. Well, I feel like I didn't really notice that until I did outdoor training sessions. So if you're not used to outdoor training sessions, gym's fine. It's cool. You'll feel really fresh. There. <laughs> Just find yourself a really clean one. Um, yep. So yeah, the flexibility stuff, um started started in lockdown as well because I had so much free time I was like oh maybe I'll get into stretching I've always wanted to be flexible and I was extremely inflexible so I was like oh I'll just take the opportunity to just do some passive stretching not knowing a lot about flexibility at the time um and as I've learned since doing like more structured programming and doing my own research um, I've learned that flexibility training is kind of like strength training and it's not just passive stretching. So mm. all these different training modalities started being introduced in my life once I opened this door, which was not um, not asked for. No, I didn't want the door to be opened, 
but it was a blessing in disguise and I friggin' loved it. And now I'm so open to exploring different training modalities and just, and even if it doesn't give me the same stimulus as barbell dumbbell training in a gym, I still find so much enjoyment out of it. And I don't feel like my, um, my progress is being hindered in any way. I don't feel less accomplished after the session just because I'm using different things and I'm doing different things. Um, I still feel just as great, if not even better, for introducing these things into my life, which is awesome. Hmm. Yeah, That's good. Like, yeah, you may not get, like, the same direct stimulus, like, obviously, a leg extension machine or a leg curl machine or something that's just you just strap in and just fucking go for it. I know that you do your natural leg extensions and stuff as well, but I mean, strength is strength regardless mm -hmm. of whatever it is that you're doing. And one thing that I never knew early days was that whenever anybody spoke about like mobility or flexibility or anything like that, the first thing that came to my mind was like, I don't really want to do like Pilates or anything like that. I don't feel like I need to do it or I can't be fucked meditating or doing yoga and this and that, but you can actually just think of it as strength training, but just through a greater range of motion. Exactly. That's it. That's all I thought. And then as soon as that got introduced, obviously you were the introduction for me to look at the things down there. I haven't gone anywhere near down the fucking rabbit hole as you have, but just looking at some new things and then trying some things out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I might, I might do that. I might start doing these things. And I'm like, Oh, there's actually no restrictions on my body to do well actually there's a fuckload on my body at the moment but that's not because of the exercises that's because of injuries but in fixing these injuries my headspace has gone a completely different way in terms of well fuck i'm gonna have to try and just push through the bench press i'm just gonna have to do this and that now i'm looking for different ways to go around it because mm -hmm. trying to go through it is at the moment not working by any means but different modalities of training and trying to find fun and just do something that I enjoy that's going to be able to bring that fun and fitness and freedom and all those F words. That's really what I'm looking for at the moment, which yeah. is how the shit can I be sustainable with my training? Because at the moment I hate training because of the injuries that I've got because lower body isometrics in order to fix my wrist isometrics in order to do pretty much anything that I'm trying to fix, it's all just being prescribed isometrics. You know how fucking boring it is sitting in a gym and just being like, I'm sitting against the wall. I am fit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's very injury training. It's, it's frustrating. But yeah, like it's, it's good that you've been able to like open your mind to it as well. And it's funny when you were talking about like doing bench press and not being able to do it because of injuries. I remember when I, when I was still stuck in this rigid mentality of what I, um, what I felt like my body needed, I was like, if I didn't squat, if I didn't bench, if I didn't deadlift at least once during the week, I would, it's like, a, it's like none of my training counted. It was like it, I don't know. It was really strange. Yeah. Like we're so used to doing something. You're like, when it's taken, when you don't fit in that one session or that one exercise, you're like, Oh my God, all my gains have gone. Like it's so stupid, but that's yeah. how I felt. Whereas I did bench press for the first time in probably like two years, a uh, couple of maybe like a month ago. 
And to be honest, not a lot of my strength had disappeared. Like I still managed to do close to 60 kilos. And I was like, oh, like I didn't need to do bench every single week in order for me to be able to maintain like somewhat strength mm. on that exercise. And to be honest, I don't really like the exercise anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel so much more. Um, and there's so many other exercises that I feel like are so much more beneficial to like, you know, engage your pecs and feel do that sort of movement in a. I don't know, in a more, hmm. what's the word, uh, productive way. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. Like I've, I'm going to start introducing, um, cause what was it? It was like last week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start introducing like, um, reverse grip bench press because I was like doing the normal bench press that annihilates my shoulder and I'm doing again, a whole bunch of rehab. I've got rehab for my left knee, my right wrist, my right shoulder, and my left hamstring as well. So an entire fascia sling fucked. So what I'm looking for at the moment is just like, how can I do some sort of exercise, but free my body up and the reverse grip. I remember doing that a while ago and by a while ago, I mean like seven years, eight years ago, because I just read something online that I was like, oh, sweet more upper pec activation huh let's give that a go and i did it for like four weeks in a gym and i was like this actually feels pretty cool but the one thing that i couldn't do was because my shoulder was ruined at the time i've only i've had ruined shoulders forever but i've only just started fixing them so anyone out there who's like what the fuck is wrong with your shoulders gridiron so suck it gridiron that's my answer um when i started doing that my shoulder actually felt a hell of a lot better but because at the time i was more about like just gains just pure gains has to be gains i wasn't feeling it the same mm. it didn't feel like it had that same tension in the muscle but my shoulder felt better but because i wasn't feeling it in my pec i was like ah, oh, well this is a waste of time because i'm not seeing the gains when in actuality probably was and you know if i'd kept up with it who knows but you know i'm not one for hindsight because i'm like yeah could have been fucking anything could have injured myself the next session so who knows <laughs> yeah. yeah i understand that and i had the same thing when i switched barbell squatting for sandbag squatting and at first i was like mm, this is different i don't know if i <laughs> like this <is> this. <laughs> but now like i'm squatting with my 80 kilo bag and i love it and i feel like i get so much more out of it than using a barbell because you have to hold so much more tension with sandbags it's like thrice as hard like it's so much harder than barbell dumbbell work um and yeah like now I feel like the sandbag squatting is like a staple and I hadn't done barbell squats in ages I kind of just forgot about them um yeah. even though I was still training in the gym half the time I was just like nah, nah, I'm not really that bothered with barbell squatting and I was just like full sandbag mode <laughs> I hate squats like barbell squats are my most thing that like not my most thing, but just barbell squats. As soon as I see them, I'm like, I'm not doing them. I would rather lunge my way. I would rather walking lunge my way through the entire gym with whatever weight that I've got. I would much rather do that than a barbell squat. Yeah, I've just something... always found them uncomfortable for me. Yeah, there's something interesting about barbell squatting. And I was thinking about this the other day because I get a lot of, it's like I get a very, a lot of apprehension when I barbell squat because like when I deadlift, like I'm fine. Deadlifting, you lift something up off the floor and put it back down again. Whereas there's something about having the weight on top of your shoulders and then having to go down and make sure you come back up again. Like there's something, there's a massive vulnerability yeah. there. 
and uh yeah it's the I, I feel like the fear of it before I do it, like it's, it hypes me up in order to be able to push the weight up. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Use that fear. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, for me, it's my, um, it's like, I've never really enjoyed them in the first place, but for me, it is a hundred percent like the nerve damage in my neck. I can't do more than like six or seven because of the pressure that goes like on my spine from the squat. And I've tried moving the bar fucking everywhere down my back and then people are like why don't you just do low bar and i'm like if i go lower than this my shoulder will pop so it is mm. a whole thing of like trying to fit it in and i just can't get comfy i come out of the squat rack when i was doing them religiously and my arms go to sleep so i come out fucking flailing my arms around like oh that was a tough one yeah well, why don't you do um, zercher squats are very similar to sandbag squats and that that will probably be better for you right yeah, yeah, I did Zercher or Zerka. I always called them Zerka. I always called them Zercher. All right, well, one of us. But is you're, wrong you're me, probably so. right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how both of us just instantly went to, I'm probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've been doing them, I'm going to look this up. Right. Well, because I've only, I don't think I've ever heard someone say it. I've just heard it being written. That makes sense. Heard it being written? Seen it written? Heard it being written. This is going to be a whole nother thing. I'm going to see if Testosterone Nation. Let's see what this person says. Zersha. He said Zersha. Let's find someone that's going to confirm mine because, can you know, confirmation bias. <laughs> no, nope. Zercher. I'm well, right. everyone else is wrong. That's that's just what it has to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Woohoo. <laughs> Look at us go. And we're a part of a team. So the team as a whole is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mix between the two, whatever we fancy. There's no right or wrong. <laughs> now, how did it get named Zercher after Ed Zercher? There we go. But you know, they're very similar to sandbag squats because the weight is in the front of the body. So maybe I should, maybe I do need to get my sandbag over to Mornington so we can, um, I can take you through a sandbag workout. The sandbag squat that you do, is mm. that the, the squat down, hinge up and then hinge? Is that the thing that I'm thinking of where you like squat, then the butt goes in the air and then it, like deadlifts up was well, it so it looks a little bit different to a normal barbell squat where you're like really really upright i could probably do that with a lighter weight if i hold a like a lighter 40 kilo sandbag then my butt wouldn't lift up as much but because the bag's so heavy it does tilt you slightly forwards um so i think you're thinking about the same thing like i put it up recently in my yeah. one of my posts um, but the technique, yeah, it's slightly different because it's front loaded. The mm -hmm. weight is going to push you forwards. The heavier the bag, the more you're going to feel that weight. But the stronger I get, I'm also, um, I'm quite glute dominant, posterior chain dominant. So my quads, they need a lot of work. So my quads, my glute wants to take over, which is why my butt lifts up a little bit more. Um so yes, like your technique will look different depending <laughs> on the person, like depending on the person, depending on the weight.
but there's not as many rules I'd say you know how as people are very uh funny about technique when it comes to barbell squatting like you have to be like you know perfectly upright mm. and all these things personally I don't agree agree with all of that but um with the sandbag squat there's just so much more room wiggle room for technique um mm. depending on the person depending on where you hold the tension like where your strengths are it's going to change what it looks like but yeah you'll find because I did zercher squats with a barbell and I noticed I got the same sort of thing happening where my butt kind of wanted to lift and then the front of yeah. my body had to catch up a little bit there you go but you can do loads of different things, right? So you can do front squats with it as well. So obviously not with the 80 kilos. I would never be able to do that. But with a smaller bag, doing a front squat here and then having to hold the tension by squeezing the bag between your hands and then controlling mm. down and come back up, that you'll be so surprised by how, you know, if you were to front squat 50 kilos, 50 kilos with a sandbag is like, whoa, horrible horrible <laughs> it feels so much heavier because all the weight is like constrained in yeah. like one small area whereas like with a barbell you've got much more space mm. where the weight has been distributed so yeah it's i'm much trying to tougher. lift a fucking pot plant hey like pot plant weighs like 20 25 kilos 30 kilos or something you go to move a pot plant the small confined thing you're like why the fuck is this not moving it's not going anywhere and then, yeah. you know, I, I could be in the gym doing a hundred kilo deadlift, fucking not these days, but hundred kilo deadlift. And then just be like, why can I not move this pot as easy as I did that? There you go. And, That's yeah. why I love sandbag training because it is more like real life in a way. And mm. people think like, oh, you can't get the same stimulus from a sandbag as you would do from a barbell but that's not true if anything you get more you get more you have to create more tension in order to do it safely and be able to get the weight back up again so uh, mm. trust, trust me an 80 kilo bag trying to deadlift that off the floor is like if you're not in the right mindset like definitely outside of my training when I have to move the bag I'm like oh my god I don't think I'm ready for this like this is way too heavy <laughs> for me like it feels like a ton of weight um and that's why I love it so much. It does like, like I told you, uh, said about that apprehension before a barbell squat, I get the same with a sandbag session because there's like, you have to create so much energy during the session. It's very tiring, but I feel like it's made me, funnily enough, stronger doing the sandbag work. Yeah. Which I feel like it, you know, I feel like it would because you're training for, particularly when it's at the gym, if you're squatting, you're training for a good squat or you're training because you want quads and glutes and pretty much everyone, like, obviously I get someone new that comes to the gym and then it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, why do you do this exercise? Like 99% out of the, of the time, people are going to be like, oh, I do this for glutes. I do this for quads. I do this for whatever back. I love when it gets to the back. It's not like rhomboids or lats or this. It's like, I do this for back. I do this for... The, the outside of my back I have but when it comes to quads muscles. glutes hamstrings everything there perfect when it comes to like oh this is this is chest day this is back <laughs> day <laughs> this is glute day this is quad day but yeah it's just a completely different thing and you know some of my best training was uh when was it it was last year I think sometime when I was doing like an athletics program because I was like, eh, screw it. It sounds fun. Let's just do it. See how we feel. 
and I felt more athletic than I had in ages, like going back to when I was like 20 playing three gridiron things, like two gridiron trainings a night, a night, Jesus. Gridiron (laughs) training twice a week plus the game and then three games of basketball per week as well, doing all of that on top of being a personal trainer and being in the gym as long as I was. uh, That was as fit as I was ever going to be. And, well, at least so far, dot, 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 to be continued. The When I swapped my training from squat, bench, deadlift, like the typical bodybuilding stuff, because that was all that I really knew. And I was like, fuck, this is boring. I want something else. When I found that program that was like, you're going to do quarter squats. And I was like, what? And it just challenged everything about me. So I had to go down the rabbit hole of like, why am I doing this? What's the importance of this? And then I found out a lot about, I didn't find out. Well, I did find out a lot, but I already knew some of the stuff from all the previous sport training that I had done was like, what's the benefit of doing quarter squats? And I was like, oh, it's for a completely different thing. It's not for like hypertrophy and strength. Like it is for strength, but it's more about power output and being able to do this, this, this. But it just looks funny. Like even though all of it, if I went to an athletics gym or like an athletic facility and I did all that stuff there, people would be like, man, that shit, that guy knows what he's talking about. He knows his shit. But because I'm in a commercial gym doing the stuff that is typically commercial and sold to us, it's like, what the fuck is that guy doing? But <laughs> yeah. luckily, it's like, why is he not squatting ass to grass yeah. right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not sitting down with that way. <laughs> yeah. So and I don't know why. It's always pissed me off when people do like the, the box squat and the people that go like, you shouldn't sit down with the weight. I'm like you can do whatever the fuck you want with the weight. If you feel better, it's sitting down, then sit down. But if you feel better to like tap and then come up, or even if you don't reach the bench, who cares? Like it's just there yeah. as a cue and people are like, no, that's cheating because you're taking the weight off and the tension at the bottom. I'm like, do you still have to hold that 60 kilo bar while sitting down and then come forward and then get up with it? Yeah, if anything, it's it's harder to get back up once you've kind of relaxed yourself. Then you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stuck now. (laughs) I can't go anywhere with this. It it really bothers me. Like, this is like a side note, but like it does. I mean, I used to do it too. I used to make little judgments, be like, oh, what's this person doing? What's this person doing? Why are they doing that? Um, but now I look at it completely differently because I am the one that does weird shit in the gym. I get it. People look at me a bit funny, like what on earth is she doing? But it's made me appreciate that. Like it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Like just leave them be. Probably I don't have the knowledge to know why they're doing what they're doing. Who knows if they want to do, you know, stuff which I, I'm not familiar with go for it. It doesn't bother me, but there's Mm. a lot of people who, you know, think they know better and they're like, why aren't they squatting and deadlifting, benching and only that? (laughs) Like that's the cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how much you, um, like particularly early on, like as a trainer and then even just like growing up around the gym, like not even growing up around the gym, but adult adulting around the gym it's funny how often you end up doing all of this stuff and learning all of this stuff that is conventional and trying to fit in with all of this stuff and then when you end up doing all of it you go oh i actually prefer doing all of this other stuff and then 
you're adamant on not fitting in and just doing mm -hmm. what you want to do. Like yeah. it's weird how it just hits a point where it's like, okay, I fit in now, but now I can't be fucked fitting in. I just want to be me. Well, also I found that me stepping away from the conventional stuff, like that trigger of me needing to buy a sandbag has led me to a whole new world of lots of different things, like incorporating old strength movements from like the 18 and 1900s and stuff. And I found that my body feels so much better stepping away from the conventional things and learning new movements that my body is just like has been lacking like conventional yeah. movements are all very similar in like the plane of movement and stuff whereas when you step outside of that and you move towards um you know different experimental exercises you probably end up benefiting from it which is exactly what's happened to me my body feels way better than it did five years ago which is awesome yeah that's good. That's all we're looking for is if you can be happy, healthy and move and do whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's in the gym or at home or anything. Exactly. That's what we want. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So like, when people, um, when people, you know, have that starting point call with us and they're like, I don't want to go to a gym. Like, I, I just really don't want to, I'm like, I don't care. We'll do something at home. That's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is my opportunity to throw like the sandbag idea in there. But <laughs> with everyone. That's okay. We're sponsored with a sandbag company. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yet, but. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It's weird. People feel like they're going to be like burned at the stake for saying that they don't want to go to the gym. And then it's always funny when people like, I don't want to do this though. And because obviously it's the only thing that they either ever know or whenever they've done coaching, training, programming, whatever, it's always like, cool, this is what you do. And it's all roughly the exact same, roughly the exact same. There you go. And when they come in and go, I don't want to track calories or I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to do this thing that is like, quote unquote, conventional. I always find it so funny is not the right word, but it's the one that I'm going to use. It's kind of funny when it's like, okay, cool what do you want to do? And it's like, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> you fucking figure it out. I don't want to do this though. Like, all right, cool. We've got like 12 different things we can try out. Let's yeah. try this first one. <laughs> I, I have to say though, like, like we are poo-pooing co the conventional and the conventional, like, to be honest, it is great, right? Like I do mm. like to teach people the conventional stuff. I think it's important to know. And uh, sorry conventional is conventional for a reason exactly like it's useful it's just that if you do too much of a good thing like it's gonna end up mm. and you you know you miss out on all the other stuff it's gonna start hurting you yeah um so that's why a mixture of conventional and unconventional is good and also i don't want to poo poo the gym too much because the gym is awesome and it's a great space for you to escape like say for instance you are doing home workouts um sometimes it does get to a point where like you don't feel motivated because there's so many distractions like halfway through a workout you you know you want to put the washing in or something like that and then you end up just going on a big tangent and you lose what you you know what you intended to do whereas if you're in the gym that is a space for you to train and once you're there it's almost like you feel like oh well I'm in it now I might as well get everything done in one go so the gym mm -hmm. has an awesome 
there's an awesome reason to join the gym and I do train in a gym. It's just that it's not the be all and end all. And when it gets taken away from you, or if you really don't feel comfortable there, there are so many different options and it's not going to hinder you. Yeah. You can see results doing whatever it is that you want. If you want to go to the gym, do that. If you want to do at home, do that. The, I love going to the gym because it separates my state. Exactly. Like you said, if I'm working out at home, I'm going to get distracted. And as I found out, um, going to the gym for ADHD, beautiful idea because it gets you away from all of the other distractions. What are you going to get distracted with at the gym? Maybe talking Mm -hmm. to some people, but more than likely just be like, oh, I wonder what this bar does. I wonder how this feels. Probably going to get distracted by more exercises. So, yeah, I love going to the gym because it just separates like it is my second home, the gym that I go to. It's obviously the one that I work out. I work out of and work out in. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's been my second home for, I don't don't even know how long now, but being at the gym, regardless of, of, oh my God, regardless of if it's the one that I'm currently at or a different one or whatever, I know roughly they're going to be about the same. A, a gym is a gym. Once you've been to one, you've been to pretty much all of them, ex- unless mm-hmm. it's some fucking boutique thing, but who knows? I just love being there because I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I can just be there. I can just focus on my movement. I can just do whatever it is that I want to do. I'm actively trying to get away from my phone on the floor. And I'm noticing that I do get better workouts in when I'm not on my phone to be like, all right, sit down, rest in between sets, scroll through Instagram. Fuck. It's been five minutes. Here we go. Because that's another thing that's doing my head in currently, but you know, it's good. The amount of rehab exercises I have, because I'm just like one, two, three, four, five, six. And because I've worked all the way down my body, I can just start again with no rest (laughs) 20 (laughs) minutes later. All right, let's start this fucking workout. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say like, I I used to train, um, it was kind of drilled into me to like, make sure you have at least 60 seconds rest in between each exercise. And now I do lots of supersets and triceps because I incorporate my flexibility training with my strength. Um, Mm. I just, I can't be asked with rest. Like I just get on with it. I like, if I'm just sitting there doing nothing, I'm like, doopie-doo. But obviously like my goal isn't to build as much muscle as possible or build as much Mm. strength as possible. I like partly am there to obviously maintain what I've got, but just have fun and like build my flexibility, build the balance in my body and stuff. So yeah, that's Mm. why (laughs) I don't care about rest. (laughs) Yeah. I, I try to do everything I can to get rid of rest, but then at some point I'm like, okay, I need, I need to rest. But yeah, it's typically, it is typically guys that I've seen this with in the past where they have been like drilled into them because they're doing like chest and triceps or back and biceps because that's the type of like bro split that they're doing and shoulders and abs and then arms and cardio. And I'm like, that's a lot of fucking arm work. But I mean, I used to do it as well because that's just the conventional is what you do. And then eventually you start leveling up and evolving different programs. But that's where it's like, okay, you supersetted dumbbell chest press with uh, skull crusher. Then the next exercise is a chest fly with triceps overhead. And I'm like, that that's a lot of fucking tricep work. That's four exercises out of four so far that have had the triceps in it. Like, no wonder you are getting gassed by the third set. So 
I try to find opposing muscle groups and just work them in. It doesn't mean that you have to do like legs and shoulders, but I love doing chest and biceps and then the opposite of that <laughs> back and triceps <laughs> on the ball. And then for legs. Yeah. I, I just fucking do everything for legs because I feel like my legs can just go for days and days and days. And then the next day I rock up and then I'm like, Oh cool. They're good again. And yeah. Do you, do you follow a certain program or you just do your own sort of programming? At the moment, I'm just winging it because of yeah. the amount of shit that I'm doing that is changing every physio session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time that I get in there, I'm just like, ah, I forgot what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I have to go down, do something different. It's a whole thing. I, I, do, I kind of like, I have a loose structure in my head and then I have my flexibility training exercises that I then incorporate in the weight training that I want to do. So, Mm. but I'm kind of the same with you with legs. Like I will hit my glutes, my hamstrings and my quads in probably every session because why not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And in my upper body sessions, I'll have a thoracic mobility style session where I'm doing my bridge work and my twisting work. But then in my other session, I'm doing twisting work as well. So I feel like it's just an amalgamation <laughs> of everything. Like I'm not, you know, I don't do like just chest day or just chest and triceps yeah. or whatever. I just, I don't think I could hack that. <laughs> yeah. I think the easiest way that I keep it simple when I can't, cannot be asked is I just go upper body, lower body. That's it. And then I just yeah, smash thanks. that. And then I'm like, cool, whatever makes sense in my head. I'm just going to do that. Obviously, we're very fortunate, I'm going to say, in the fact that both of us work in the fitness industry. So we can rock up to a gym and just go like, what are we going to do today? I reckon A1, A2, A3, and then go into B1, B2, and then go C1, 2. I reckon that's going to be a pretty good workout. Mm. Whereas people maybe rock up to a gym and go, uh, lap, pull down. That's, that's this one, right? I'm going to do that one. Yeah. do that and then see whatever's free from there yeah so. i guess like we don't really think about that like and i understand that that can be very mm. o- overwhelming for people like i'm sure i remember the first time that i was doing my own thing i was like uh, i'll just yeah. squat i'll squat for half an hour and then i'll move on to the leg press because <laughs> i yeah. don't know what else to do <laughs> yeah i remember like one of the first times i was ever at the gym and it was like what was it like friday 6 p.m like peak everyone in there that is a guy is just doing arms just biceps and triceps for today because we have to make sure that that baby gap t-shirt we bought is isn't gonna fit that's what we're here for and i remember i was with my mate and we were sitting like on a bench somewhere and we were just like relaxing and then there was i'm assuming the guy's dad and the other guy who was about the same age as us, but the other guy looked probably like 40. And someone said to this guy's son for a lap pull down, like get your feet right under there as best as you can because you want to get the the thing that holds your thighs down. You yeah. want to get that as tight as possible so that you can lift heavier. And he was like, oh, cool, thanks. And he did that. And then the dad came over and saw him and said, what are you, what are you doing? Why do your legs look fucked? And he's like, oh, the guy said to do this because of this. And he goes, nah, and pulled him up out of it and fixed it all up, had his legs at like 90 degrees. And he goes, do you know why we do this? And he's like, nah, I'm not sure. But both of them looked like they were in good shape. And I was like, oh, fuck, like I was, I was eavesdropping because this was interesting. 
And he was like, so if your feet go under further, that's going to tilt your pelvis and you're not going to be able to lean back as much. And then he started explaining how foot position is so important to pelvis and how that's going to affect a lat pull down and how much you can actually lift. And then you're just going to be cranking through your lower back. And I was like, whoa, that made so much sense. And he just explained where to put your feet. And I was like, holy crap, that is amazing. And this was before I was a PT and I was like, wow. I want to do this. <laughs> that sounds so impressive. <laughs> and, I was like, wow. and then, yeah, like there was another one for the gym that I was at and he was talking about doing like a, you know, the decline ab thing where like you sit on it and you fucking tuck your knees in and then you do yeah. the decline crunch. He was doing that. And some dude was just like, I always just feel this in my quads, like up here. And he was talking about his hip flexors. He's like, I always just feel it here. PT came in and he sat in it and this motherfucker defied gravity because of the amount of core strength he had. I was like 18 at the time. I had no, I had no idea that core strength like this could exist. That's why I also ended up specializing in it and specializing quotes because he was in this decline thing. He was just sitting there talking and he was floating in midair and he was just like, so, you know, this is activation. And then he just, I don't know what he did. Like, obviously at the time, I don't know what he did, but now I know that he's just like turned his quads on and flexed against the bench and his quads, because he was like probably 11, 12% body fat. He flexed his quads and the quads just went boom. And I just saw all the definition and I was like, Oh my God. He's like, so that's activation and started touching his muscle. And that means that that's going to take over. So that's probably where you're going to feel it, but as best you can just do this. And he changed again, his foot positioning and just like held on with something else and turned his abs. And then the quads just went completely like jelly. And he's like, and all that is abs. And then he just started like doing the exercise. He was like, oh yeah, cool. Old mate jumped in, did the exercise the way that he said. And he was like, oh my God, that hurts so much more now. Like he found his abs and he was like, yeah, there you go. Like have fun. And then just like gave him a little punch on the arm and then just walked off. And I was like, was it like a little punch for him? And then the other guy was like, whoa. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, bro. <laughs> Practically it's dislocated my shoulder, bro. <laughs> No, but he was just so chill about it. He was like, I just helped that person get over something that they haven't been doing in ages in five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's funny, isn't it? But these things like our second, and I, I know our conversation has completely diverged to something else, but yeah. it's funny how like when you're a coach and you're like, so if someone says something like, uh, I can't feel my glutes in like a static lunge just going up and down in a lunge. Like I can't feel my glutes. All I feel is my quad. And then literally I'm like, you just tweak this one little thing. And then suddenly they're like, oh my God, I feel it all in my glutes. But that they just, mm. obviously we are so aware of our bodies and we've experimented so much. It's like, we just don't even think about it and we forget how much knowledge we truly have. And then yeah. we, and then we help someone who doesn't have that knowledge and they're like, whoa, mind blown. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a free PT session like a while back because I was just they were like, Oh, can we do this and this? And I'm like, it's gonna be easier if I just take you through a PT session. Let's just do that. Booked it in, ran through a leg day for her because and um it was like, okay, in my like lunge, I can't feel my glutes. Exact same thing as you said, one little thing, and it was like, oh my god. And then it was the lunge, it was like, oh my god, I'm only feeling this in my forearm now. And I was like, okay. And it was just like, move this. How's that feel? Better. Okay. Now move your wrist like this much. And she's like, oh my God, 
what happened to it? And then I was like, oh, this, 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 and just explained the massive chain of effects things that's going on. She's like, whoa, okay. So that was awesome. And we ended up fixing like her entire leg day routine in 45 minutes. Cause I was like, just do this and this. Oh my God. I thought I was going to have to go to physio and do like this, this, like all this other extra shit. I, I was know. Like, no, it's funny, isn't it? Just, just this one little thing and you're good. Well, I was like, wow. Actually, no stuff. <laughs> but funnily enough, like I have, I have a client who I'm currently speaking to because she messaged me and she started her new program. And uh, we haven't done our movement call yet where we're going to go over all, all of the exercises. And she said, can we exchange the lunges because I'm really struggling and I'm feeling it all in my knee. And I, yeah, I like, I don't think it's an exercise for me. Now, usually when someone would say that, you'd be like, yeah, sure, of course we can change it. And I was like, Mm, I think I need to see this first. <laughs> so let's wait for it. I'm not changing anything yet. Maybe we do need to exchange it for you. But right now, I want to see how you do it first. And then we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as when someone's like, my back hurts in a deadlift. Can we get rid of it? And it's like, well, theoretically, yeah, we can get rid of it. But it's probably going to be technique. Let's Let's strip it back and see what we can fix first. And then go from there. And then... You know, it's just a call from there. If the person really doesn't want it, then you get rid of it. But yeah, you can pretty much explain away anything with technique, which is a really weird thing to be able to say, to be able to walk into a gym and just sort of like know that if you were doing like a floor shift as a PT, like 99% of the exercises that you would see out there, you'd be able to be like, cool, 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 nope. And just like walk over and just be like, hey, let's try this maybe cool there you go it's it's weird <laughs> I know. it's a funny skill to have isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> particularly when you get into it and you see other people out in the wild in this thing called public and then you see someone doing something and it's like oh no <laughs> but you just keep when, I, uh, when i just walk down the street or um yeah you just where there's lots of runners or in the park or whatever suddenly like when you know more about something you analyze everything and you're like <laughs> oh their knees are caving in oh they need to work on their glutes a little bit oh their gait is a bit funny oh the way that they're stepping them yeah. down on the floor oh they're gonna have yeah. issues <laughs> yeah see some runners and i'm like oh 100 i reckon that guy is gonna have shit calves i reckon he's probably got like really bad glutes <laughs> you see him doing a little I know, shuffle it's sad. Like, although i, I, I do want to make a point of like that's not us being judgmental that's just us being like we can help this person if only they do <laughs> yeah we're not going up we're not being super judgmental about it but it's just you know our career is quite quite literally to analyze patterns yes. and then when we see the pattern that and then we end up analyzing it it's the same as literally anything. Yeah. Like you get paid to do something and you end up good at it. And then as soon as it becomes an opportunity to do that, like a marketing person looking at a fucking menu for a restaurant, oh, I wouldn't have called it that. I probably would have said this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that conversation yeah. just totally took a turn. <laughs> yeah. Would, would, have, would have put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I knew I was, that was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it always happens. It's always like, this is what we're going to talk about for the first 15 minutes, and then we'll see what else happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, you do not need to be in a gym. Obviously, if you are in a gym working out and doing all the all the fun things that you are already doing, then keep doing that. But 
the most important thing is that you are having fun, that you can be consistent with it. You find stuff that is enjoyable and sustainable. I feel like that's pretty much what we're after. It doesn't have to have a label to it as long as it's fun and enjoyable. That's what we're after. Happy, yeah. healthy, and carefree. And if you want to do resistance training, but outside of the gym, there are ways to do it. Like get yourself some kettlebells, some sandbags. Like there are ways to make it happen. You do not have to be in a gym if that doesn't resonate with you. Yep. And if you do want to start working out outdoors and you want to do all that stuff, DM us. DM us on Instagram or go through the website, inquire, or you can just DM to inquire as well. Uh, but if you have questions, uh, you can find Laura at Laura MC Gould, G-O-U-L-D. I have to say that um, because I did not know how to spell that for a little bit. It anyway. It's not Matt Gould either. It's MC. Yeah. Those are my middle names. <laughs> yeah. Well... You can deal with it. You get McDooled. <laughs> <laughs> You're Scottish now. So yeah, if you do want to, if you do want to move your body more carefree, if you don't want to get to the gym, if you don't want to track calories, but you do want to take control of your life, you want to move through emotional eating or anxiety or whatever it is that you do want to move through in terms of a mental barrier, we can absolutely help you with that. But I can guarantee you that if you want to move your body, feel more amazing within your own skin. Go through the website, let us know, or just DM Laura at Laura MC Gould. It's not McGould. Um, and we can get you started on whatever it is that you want to do. But otherwise, um, that's it for me. Do you have anything else, Laura? No, you've said it all. That's it. Nice. See you later, nice. guys. <laughs> nice. All right, fine. Well, see us. Bye. Bye forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you in the next one. Until then, have an amazing time. And if you like this episode, please like, comment, share, rate, do whatever it is and help the podcast go on. But we will see you in the next one.